You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to another episode of Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Iceman. We're going to have a special guest. Uh, I should say, I almost said via satellite, but he's uh, on the telephone. He's phoned in. Me and him have talked for a while. He's been listening to podcasts, got in touch with me. We just kind of text back and forth and stuff like that. And he finally decided to come on. And uh, from me talking to him and finding out a little bit about him, his nickname is this. I am the great Cornholio. He is the great Cornholio. <laughs> How you doing, Cornholio? All good, man. They playing some cornhole on TV today. That's the reason why I nicknamed him that, because him and his wife uh, actually belong to a cornhole league. I still think they could have come up with a better name for that game. But <laughs> obviously, uh, all we're going to say is he's in Texas somewhere. He's in the great state of Texas where they must actually televise cornhole on the TV. <clears throat> Around here, the only way you're going to see cornhole on TV is if you have the Playboy channel. So just, <laughs> just saying, if they even have, even if they have that I anymore. I don't think they even do that on Playboy. Uh, I don't even know if they have the Playboy channel anymore. I'm just telling my age. Yeah, this weekend is the uh, ACL World Championships. So I've been uh, I've been working nights this week, but I've had it recording. So I caught uh, caught up on yesterday's matches this morning, and it's recording right now. Well, well at least I learned something new because did I know they had cornhole championships at all? Uh, for our out-of-country people, I don't know if that's a popular thing out where y'all are at or not. So, a lot what, of people call it bags or... It's like a beanbag toss. Different, yeah, different names for it, but it's cornhole. So we'll start out with the same questions I always ask. Uh, I don't know if y'all can hear that or not. Hold on. Had somebody trying to beep in. Uh, but... Uh, what is your favorite drink, Cornholio? Well, I bounce around a lot. As far as beer, I'm Bush Light. Gotta have the Bush Light. Uh, I'd like I like mixed drinks, but I try to stick with just a just a like a, a blended Canadian whiskey. Mixed with Coke Zero or something. But other than that, mainly just water. <laughs> you were telling me earlier you found some some bush apple? Bush light apple. I did. Wow. I thought they only sold it up north, but I found some a while ago. Well, I hope you enjoy that. I'm not a beer drinker at all. I don't like the taste of it. And Man, if I was I a beer, if I was a beer drinker, I would probably like mine shaved. I, I gave up the bush a while back, so just just <laughs> saying. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite movie? You know, honestly, can't say I have a favorite movie. I don't watch a lot of movies. I watch more. Cornhole I watch documentaries. What yeah, the? cornhole. I like 
I like documentaries, stuff that's real, you know, like police movies and all that. It just nothing's real to me, so I don't I don't really get into it if it's if it's too far fetched, but Well come on, you can't you can't movie. shoot two hundred rounds at your pistols and never reload. No, never drop the mag. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard for me to get into that. But the only movie that really comes to mind was uh The Guardian. Was that with Denzel? It a, no, it was about a Coast Guard rescue swimmer. I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that one too. We jump out of the helicopter and stuff. Is that Kevin Costner or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think at Ashton Kutcher maybe. Yeah, I think so. Old, old obscure movie there. So, what is your? Hey, if I get still, so try to watch a movie, I'll I'll go to sleep. What What's your favorite uh, restaurant to eat at? Oh man, man, that's another one. We don't we don't eat out a whole lot. Um, McDonald's. Back, don't you? Baby, no, don't you I refuse. Thing. I refuse the Big Mac. Uh, you don't want a secret we sauce. Like, we like we like Cajun food. So any type of yeah, I'm sure Cajun y'all got food, not, yeah, y'all got a lot of those over there in Texas, don't you? Yeah, we got some that ain't so good. But <laughs> any of the the mom and pop style Cajun restaurants, we my, like. My my sister lives up in uh, Texas, and. Uh, she has told me about, she went to a, supposedly with some Cajun, supposed to be Cajun food or something like that. And she got over there and she was like, these people had no clue what the hell they were doing. Yeah, they, a- she said they had boiled crawfish and they boiled the crawfish in water and then sprinkled the seasoning on top of the crawfish after they took it out. People <laughs> around here go to the, Chinese food buffet to eat crawfish. I'm like, man, y'all are crazy. <laughs> Ain't no way. So, you got to know what you're doing to boil crawfish correctly. To I mean, have any flavor. To boil right. anything that tastes good anyway. So, I know, I, 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 send, I, I do send Cornholio pictures of like boudin and stuff like that when I do get it. Because like I say, that's all over the place here, and I'll get some and send them a picture of it just to make them jealous. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you don't know what boudin is, go look it up. It's not spelled B-O-O either. It's B-O-U. <laughs> but it is quite delicious. Now, you're not uh, full-time where you're at. You're like a, a part-time. I am. Yes, I'm but part-time. As much as, I mean, we've talked a bit, but uh, we talked quite a bit. It seems like you work damn near full-time hours. But Yes, I do. I do work quite a bit. Uh, just this pay period, I've already got 36 hours. So, I mean, I do do a whole lot of, a whole lot of work. Because your full-time job was male stripping? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly right and it, it it pays pretty good just depending on the night yeah them dollars or you they throwing like nickels at you it's it's mainly quarters <laughs> it's better than a penny huh I, I, he's not really a stripper y'all just fucking with him he just went along with it which is good <laughs> So I know you know you know about Freebird and all that stuff like that. Uh, so we're gonna start out with a. Do you have a naked story? Uh, yeah. Well, yes and no. I I don't. Let's see. I've been on the street nine years, and I really can't say that I've had a naked story other than having to see a naked person as far as a medical call or the only time well I'll say yes and no that's because I walked up I'm notorious for creeping around with my lights off 
So this actually wasn't too long ago. I go check all the hotels. It's about 1.30 in the morning. And I'm creeping around through the parking lots, my lights off. And I see a guy sitting in the driver's seat of a car. Well, why are you in the car? Why aren't you in your room? So I get out and I walk up. I ain't shining my flashlight or nothing. I'm just creeping up. I don't know if he's doing doing dope or what he's up to. I walk up. There's a female in the passenger seat leaned over with her head in his lap, and she's got a mouthful. I wasn't real sure what my next step was. Do I do I stop it? Do I go back to the car and leave? <laughs> he was enjoying it. Which have mouthful? Peanut butter? Yes. Yeah, if that's what or, you want to Or was it, it penis? It was peanut butter with nuts. <laughs> so I stood there a second, not not really watching. I was trying to process it. And about that time, he sees me standing there at the window. He jumps. She don't even stop. She just looks up at me. So I turn around and look away, and then I turn back around. And I said, y'all stop. She was probably 62, 63. He was about uh, 45, probably. Well, maybe they didn't have to worry about him or biting it if she took them dentures out. Exactly. But she was, I, I mean, that. she appeared to be a real classy lady. But her last name and his last name was not the same on their driver's license. So I'm pretty sure I know what they were up to. And they did have a room there. I said, y'all need to. Why didn't, why wouldn't they in the room? Why why didn't they just get her the room? He said she could not wait. She wanted it right now. I said, well. Well. I mean, I know the feeling when women get that way sometimes, but (laughs) man, y'all, y'all need to go in the room and shut the door. But I've walked up on a lot of sexual activity and I had a girl one night um, asked her if she had anything illegal on her and women are notorious for hiding stuff in their bras and I just asked her anything illegal in your bra nope she pulls her bra and shirt up over her head flashes me like that's not what I wanted to see don't lie you wanted to see it (laughs) flapjacks flying no (laughs) she had the old pancake titties yes (laughs) <laughs> but i walked up on all kinds of stuff at the parks and the, the lakes just tell them to move along as long as you wasn't in the bathroom when somebody was tapping their foot under the stall at you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they could they could put you down in on the undercover sting in the, in the men's bathroom well, we've we've done that here before as well. So were you the bait? No, I was hiding in the bushes. <laughs> you all about bushes. What? You want bush beard? <laughs> you hiding in the bushes? <laughs> everybody will send out his address. And everybody mail him some nair and some <laughs> some fucking razors. He's got a bush problem. He's always in the damn bush. And uh, like I said, me and you've talked for a few months now. Uh, you are uh, you like working like dope on the interstate, like interdiction type stuff. Yes, uh, I I make my own schedule, and I try to make my schedule and my times to where I feel like. I have a better chance of, of, of hitting a load. So that's usually where I spend most of my time, out on the big road. Got any good bus? Yeah, I mean, I've got a, I mean, over the last nine years, I've, I've made, I don't, there's no telling how many dope arrests I've made out there. Uh, biggest was 48 pounds of cocaine and, 12 pounds of methamphetamine. That was a, that was a cartel load. Come to find out. Well, I'm sure they were Sinaloa. happy. I'm sure somebody, yeah, I'm sure somebody 
Somebody was really upset over Somebody that. Somebody might have got killed over that. But I've got a, a on that account. I got a. It was kind of funny. I was watching traffic, and all these like Greyhound buses were coming down the interstate. A bunch of them. I'm, I mean, I'm talking like it was like 18 or 19 of them, all in a in a group. Well. In the middle of that group, there was an 18-wheeler. I'm like, why did you wedge in between there? What, you know, what's up with that? So I stopped him. <clears throat> That's where the, the load was at. Well, I actually had a rider with me that night. And it happened to be my wife. <laughs> so when... I searched the cab of the truck. I'm trying to, I'm thinking as I talk, so I don't want to say nothing I'm not supposed to. I found in a drawer in the sleeper, I pulled the drawer open. There was two kilos. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. That was the first time I'd ever found that much weight. So to get out, hook the guy up, detain him. He, of course, he knows absolutely nothing about what I'm talking about. Did he well, speak English? Very little. Very little. Well, he portrayed to speak very little. <laughs> now, he may have he may have spoke great English. Who knows? I know that when he found out he was going to jail, he could speak good enough English that he wanted his family protected immediately <laughs> uh, before he would talk to us. Uh, I'm not too much not our problem. So. So uh, I found a couple of kilos. I'm like, okay, there's there's probably more. Sure enough, we found under the bed in the sleeper, there was keys everywhere. So I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so we need to get off the road. So my partner had a couple of officers show up. They took him to the station. And I'm out there with this other guy, and he takes the big truck and pulls it off the interstate. It's like in a big parking area. But we're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's not like we're in a city, a big city anyway. So my wife is sitting in the car, and I told her, I said, hey, this is definitely going to be cartel-related. Just stay in the car. If somebody pulls up, because I, I really thought there's no way they're moving this much without having a vehicle tailing it. So I'm like, if somebody pulls up, just get down the floorboard. Don't make a word. Don't, you know, don't just be quiet. Because I was going back up in the cab of the truck, and the guy that parked it over there for me, he got in with another officer, and they left and left me there. I was just going to inventory the truck. They just left you out there by yourself? Yes. Yes, I'm like, y'all left me. I got this. Of course, I mean, I still had, ah, uh, sheesh, I don't know. At that time, probably 15 kilos in the back seat. Was he Was he loaded? Was the truck the, loaded? The trailer. No, the trailer was not loaded. Everything was in the cab. I mean, so the trailer was empty. It didn't have cargo in it? Oh, 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 yes, it did. It had grapes. It was a, it was a reefer. It was a reefer with California plates. But uh, I'm going through the truck, trying to inventory what I can, because I plan to have the truck towed, and then I'm going to go do a secondary search. So I'm just going through there. Well, this black old beat-up Tahoe pulls up, and I didn't know it, but they pulled up next to my unit. She went into freak-out mode. Well, I'm in the cab, and it, it turned out to be a lady that worked for the towing company coming to see what type of record they needed. But, man, she crawled up in that cab and said, hey, scared the hell out of me. My wife's in the car crying. She thinks I'm fixing to get murdered. <laughs> but it all turned out good. 
it ended up being, like I said, 48 pounds of coke, 12 pounds of meth. We didn't find the meth, though. It was hid better. We didn't find it till the next day in the daylight. She wasn't worried about this. She just hadn't paid the insurance policy up yet, huh? Probably right. <laughs> but she likes to come out and and ride, see what we do. And she was riding one night and said uh, it was kind of dead. And I said, "Well, where do you want to go? You want to you want to go just run normal traffic? What do you want to do?" She's like, "I don't care, just some action." I said, "Okay." So we come into town, and I stopped this car, ran a red light. I pull it over. It's this old, old, older, older man. He can't hear me real well. He gets, he wants to get out of the car, which in the older generation, they love to get out as soon as you pull them over. And I, and if I can see what's going on, and I can tell it's an older uh, individual. You know, I don't, I don't get real crazy about get back in your vehicle. You know, I just, I can see them. It's fine. That's what they're used to. The respect thing that really don't exist anymore. But he jumps out, leaves it in gear. So the car takes off. He grabs, he actually gets it, tries to go to park. It goes to reverse. He's hanging halfway out the car. He's trying to go to park. He gasses it in reverse. He falls out of the car. The car runs over him and then rams right into my unit. So we get all that sorted out, and I go back. Her eyes are wide. I'm like, well, you wanted action. Here we are. We poor, done got run poor over. Poor old fella run himself we over. We got a man done run himself over. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Well, I guess. You no, know, that's a... Pretty not different. I mean, a lot of places aren't going to let your spouse ride with you. It's always something. Well, I know you got plenty of stories. You don't send me videos of people telling you what a fine officer of the law you are. <laughs> Man, you know as well as I do, them people exist. You can't do nothing about them. But you just seem like you get more than your fair share of Karens. I, 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 I can't argue that. I don't know why I'm attracted to the Cairns. I try to be nice. These people, these people nowadays, they're different. They don't care nothing about police and respect or anything. They just they're crazy. But no, I've, I've dealt with plenty of, uh, of the crazy ones. I know you get some good high roller speeders out there. I did get one the other night. I got him. He was actually doing best. What I recall seeing on the radar was 142 as he was coming around some cars. But I got him locked in at 134. So that's that's what I wrote him for. And I was pretty certain it was going to be a pursuit because no, nobody drives that fast. But well, he had to poop. It, man, it took about <laughs> six miles to really mend. And the only way I really, I think I caught up to him was there was two big trucks riding side by side, which I hate that, but it worked out for me at this time. And he had no choice but to check up. And that's when I reeled him in. But as soon as I lit him up, he hit the shoulder. What kind of car was I, it? Don't tell me it was a Nissan. It was a Prius. Hold on. you tell me a Prius was doing 140-something no. <laughs> miles an hour. No, it was a Dodge Charger. Okay. I'm, I'm but I asked him. Uh, fucking... He was real. He was cool. I was like, hey, you know, obviously the reason for the stop is your speed. So what? what is the hurry? He had two infants in the back seat, in car seats, thank God, at least. Well, thank but God, because he, he was doing, you know, he was going up. Well, at that kind of speed, if he had crashed, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. They, it, no. That car would have just blew apart in pieces. But he said they were out of baby wipes. 
okay. Did they just shit themselves or something? Man, I, Did it, you it check? Make, it, no. No. And his wife was telling him that he needed to slow down, but uh, I don't know. I probably should have took him to jail. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I, he got a real good ass thrashing on the side of the road. Did he have a bush? Did he have what? A bush. A who? A bush. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he he wasn't even drinking. <laughs> he was completely sober. I was talking about, did he have a man bush? After you thrashed his ass, did you notice if you had a man bush? <laughs> no, but he got, he got talked dirty, too, and he didn't mind it. He, he deserved it. He's probably just glad he wasn't going to jail. Yeah, I could have, I could have articulated reckless driving pretty easy, child endangerment, but I'm pretty sure after that he slowed down. I don't know what some people think when they you know, drive like that with their their wife, especially their small children in the car. Because I don't know, it was like two thirty in the morning. wasn't hardly anybody on the road. I mean, he wasn't. Weaving in and out of traffic, he was just yeah. But you ought to flat know. out cruising. You ought to know. All it takes is a deer or something to run out in front of you oh. at that kind of speed. Yeah, deer, coyote, blowout, anything, you're done. And I don't know about y'all. I don't know if I mentioned this the other past weeks. I don't think I did. I might have. I don't know. Fucking, I don't know what's up with the coyotes lately. I had was on my way back from writing tickets in the area I write tickets from, and I'm driving on the interstate, and I'm looking. Of course, on the right-hand side, you know, it's a big wooded area. There's grass before that and everything else. And uh, I'm driving up and coming up. I'm like, man, fucking dog just standing there. When I got closer, it wasn't a dog. It was a fucking coyote. Just standing there, not not even on the shoulder, but just standing there in the grass watching cars go by. And I watched it as I went by, and it was just standing there. And then I watched it in my mirror, and it just kind of turned around and just walked back into the woods. Somebody was telling me that uh, lately, I don't know if some of their hunting grounds are shrinking or what, but they'll come out and look for roadkill along the edge of the road because it's, you know, they ain't got to hunt it scavenger you know but it was just standing there watching cars go by just it's like it was nothing coyotes are them coyotes are real curious creatures i actually tournament hunt coyotes and uh we we enter tournaments all around this area and hunt but they're they're very very curious animals not quite as curious as the fox, but I know they're you, curious. I know you hear two coyotes tie up to tie into it fighting <clears throat> at night when you can't see nothing. It's a scary sound. It sounds like women screaming and stuff at each other. Yep. We were uh we got called one time from some a suspicious person at the cemetery. I had a rookie with me. And we went to the cemetery, and it was like, I don't know, 1, 2 a.m. in the morning. Get there, didn't see no cars or nothing around. So we get out, and I'm like, couldn't see the whole cemetery from, excuse me, from the driveway area. And uh, so we had to, I said, look, we had to get out, and we got to walk around, make sure ain't nobody, do kids in here, you know, fucking shit up or nothing. He just kind of looks at me and is like, really? I'm like, it's a fucking cemetery. I mean, you know, the ghost might get you, but that's about it. <laughs> so we're out and we're out walking around. We're walking around. And basically cleared the cemetery. I mean, it wasn't a large cemetery. And we come up on the way back and the guy's like, oh my God, stop, wait. I'm like, what? He's like, look over there. I'm like, what? He said, right over there, look. Somebody's standing there. Not moving. And it was kind of foggy that night a little bit. Kind of one of them creepy nights. Mornings, however you want to do it. And I'm looking. I was like, 
just come through here. I didn't see nobody standing there. I'm just looking. You're like, there's nobody standing there. I'm like, they're not moving. They're not moving. So I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm going. I'm going to see what the hell this is. Walk over there. That's the old boy stood, waited. I guess to see if I got murdered first or something or possessed or whatever he thought. Yeah, well, it was somebody standing there. Yeah, it was a statue that we. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He he. It had him scared shitless. <laughs> Damn statue. <laughs> but I mean, I'll give I'll give the boy this. It was very creepy looking because like i said they had that that low fog on the ground could you see in the, the creepy movies the horror movie and it was dark <laughs> it was like hey we're we're normal people and we get scared too yeah because he thought the boogeyman <laughs> come out. you know i have seen like some of these cemeteries and uh like this one I guess uh, people that have recently been deceased or something. I mean, there's no gate or nothing. So I've seen family members, you know, roll up there at very odd hours of the night to go visit their loved ones or whatever because I've actually stopped and was like, hey, you all right? Yeah, yeah it was my wife or my daughter or my mom, my dad. Somebody. And just they couldn't sleep. And they drove out to the cemetery. So. Yeah, and they go out there a lot. I've seen them late at night after they've been drinking and get a little intoxicated and they start thinking about stuff, then they want to go out there. Yep, they sure do. So, I got to buy. Now, everybody, Cornholio has tons of stories. I think he's just a little nervous because he, he's always telling me all these stories. I guess he's going to make me write them down and remind them of them. I mean, they're small. They're just stuff that happens but they're not they're not breaking news or nothing it don't have to be breaking news they wouldn't hear about you let's talk about you what makes uh, corn holio corny man um i'll tell you a nasty story nasty's good we could get some tp for your bunghole I went up to the uh, police department. It's been, a, I don't know, maybe maybe a month ago now. I had to finish up a report. And I walked in, and the 911 was ringing, and dispatch answered it. And I was standing there waiting on her to get off the phone. I had to ask her about a case number, and she said, Are you sure it's a dead body? And I'm like, Oh, hell. She says, okay, okay, got the location. I said, who, who, who's your RP? She's like, it's workers along the interstate. I'm like, oh, so it probably really is a dead body. She's like, yeah, they're pretty sure it is. Okay. Now, so I got I'm going to cut radio. you off a second. For all the civilian listeners or new listeners that don't know what an RP is, that's a reporting person. Okay. My bad. It's not, no, no, go ahead. We're, we're educational also. So continue. So, uh, of course, I'm not in uniform or anything, but I got on the radio and asked the sergeant on duty. I said, hey, do you need anything from the police department? You know, I'm up here. I can come out there. I can help, whatever. He's like, let me get there. So he gets there, checks on the scene. He calls me. He's like, yeah, go ahead and grab the camera and some more stuff and <clears throat> come on out. Okay. So I'm going out there. I get on scene. I hop out. I'm walking up. The wind's blowing in my face. <clears throat> I stopped dead in my tracks and I'm probably 50 yards from where the body is. I can't even see it yet. It's in the, in the weeds in the ditch. It was the most horrendous smell I've ever, ever, ever smelled. I stopped. There's two officers walking towards me, and they were shaking their head no. And I said, is that what I'm smelling? Or is there something? Is there an animal up there? What is it? And they couldn't even talk. They were just shaking their head no, pointing for me to walk the other way. So we got further away, and I'm like, oh, man, this ain't good. 
and I got the camera. So I had to muster up the courage to walk up there. Well, I mean, this, this is, this is a, it's not funny. It's a bad deal. But what had happened was a pedestrian had got hit and it was 104 degrees outside for about four days straight. So it, not, it, it knocked them off, like threw them into the ditch wooded area or something. Must've been a hell of an impact. Yeah. It, it knocked him into the ditch in between, you know, the service road and the main lines of travel of the interstate. And he had done been eat up by maggots and it, it was bad. So they wanted me to take pictures of the body. Well, I, I tried and I got to gagging. I gave the camera to one of the construction workers and they're like, no, 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 I, I can't do this. I said, just hold the camera. I got to go. But man, that was that was terrible, terrible, terrible. And he ended up being a local person that was out walking. He wasn't, he wasn't all with us. So it was, a, it was a pretty sad deal. But that was. Yeah, construction oh. workers, uh, well, fine bodies. I've had one similar to that. If we're going to talk about nasty. Uh, this one was at an overpass that went over the interstate and uh they were out putting some signs up and they spotted a vehicle on its side down in right into the wood area the only way you were able to see it is you could not see it from the road but because they were out replacing some signs which come five and once he ran over that's the only way you could see it is you actually had to step off of the roadway to see it because of the embankment the way it went down now this man come to find out his he was less than a mile from his house. He was an older gentleman. And uh his family had uh reported him missing right about a week before. And he was less than a mile from his house, but you like I said, you could not see this car from or it was an SUV, uh from from where unless you got off the roadway. Well, I, I, I go walking down there and uh this was actually in 1996 because I was on my way back from academy. I was still in academy at the time. And they gave the call, and I happened to be right there on top of it. So I stopped. I, you know, I told them I was out, blah, blah, blah. So I get out, and I'm walking down there. And uh, the way dispatch, the way it was dispatched, it, it just was like they found a car. They had a car off the interstate, off off the uh, overpass, and they had, they had a person in it. So I'm getting off one way and I say, are they okay? And the people are like, no, I don't think he's okay. Well, I'm kind of like you. I got about halfway down there. I could smell the dead body. For anybody that hasn't smelled a approximately week-old dead body in the middle of July, especially in southern states where we have high humidity and everything, yeah, you ain't smelt nothing. Dead animals no. have nothing on a dead human body. Nothing. You know, it's, it's horrible. I don't know if, it's horrible, and and with it being a human, it just makes it worse. Well, if anybody remembers, I went to college to be a mortician and used to work in a funeral home for a while. So, I've I've had my fair share, especially really really stinky ones. Well, I get close and look into it. You know, yeah, he's definitely you know he's definitely dead. And uh, so I called, get in the corner, and everybody out there, a tow truck. His vehicle's on its side. So the tow truck gets out there, gets flipped over. Well, I'm helping the coroner to get the body out of the vehicle because he's kind of stuck on the windshield at this time because he's kind of rotted to the windshield. And uh, like I said, <laughs> I'm not trying to gross nobody out. Well, you try to stay funny, but I mean, this is what it is. it's called. I'm, I'm trying to, I grab him by the arm, what, what it's called a slip skin. And when I'm referring to it, just what it sounds like, I grabbed him by his arm to try to help pull him out of the vehicle. And when I grab, of course, we have gloves and stuff on. But 
when I grab him by the arm to help pull him out, all the skin on his arm slides off into my hand because he was so he was so rotten that all the skin just kind of you know slid off, and I'm standing here with two handful of arm skin from his arm, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it's gross. So I put that in the bag. We finally get him, you know, when we finally pulled him out, it actually, imagine that suction sound because that was him coming unstuck off the windshield and stuff like that and get him out. Well, mm. those, the clothes that I had on were uh, burnt in a burn pile at the house that day because there was no way I was ever going to get that smell out of those clothes. <laughs> and I'm going to tell anybody if you ever experienced it, you're going to smell smell this for, for a couple of days afterwards because it gets up in the sinus cavity and stuff. So that's all I smelled for like two days was this totally yep. rotten. Just And when you have bodies like that, you also have to be careful because you know they're bloated. And if you do it the wrong way, they will pop. And if that body pops... I'm saying pop. I mean, it pops open, kind of like a water balloon. That body pops open. The the stench that you will ever, ever smell is worse than just sitting there rotten. And it's just, hopefully most people never have to experience it. I've had quite a few. So I do know where you're coming from. Yeah, this one was depressured already due to maggots. Yeah. But it was... And a big it was, dead body flies. Yes, it was bad. I mean, that's the worst smell. The second worst, um, I actually volunteered on our local fire department for 15 years. And I, I had to watch a couple actually burn to death while pinned in their vehicle. And there was nothing I could do. Um, but a body burning... It's bad, too. Well, I've been around crematorium and stuff like that. I mean, to me, it just sounds like barbecue. It it did, but back to what I said, it wasn't barbecue. It might have been. Were they alive when I, they were burning? Because it's the screaming and stuff until they finally yes. pass out from the pain is horrible. The Well, the driver was unconscious. There was a head-on collision, and they were pinned in. There's no way they were getting out. And... I responded to the scene because I was close, not near the, I wasn't near the station and it, it just all happened so fast, took too long to get a truck there and they burned up. But, uh, the passenger was alive and yes, there was screams and moans and it was bad. And the other driver that hit him head on, uh, he was also deceased on impact. It was a bad one. Yeah, we had one. We had one out here where the guy was conscious, but he got in a crash and was pinned in a vehicle on the interstate, and it caught on fire. Probably if they're pinned in like that, and you, it takes a little while to cut them out. With the cars on fire, like ignites like that. I mean, unfortunately, you ain't be able to get them out. And plus, this guy was pinned in and caught on fire. Then he had ammunition in the car that started going off and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you just hear, hearing blood-curdling screams like that, no horror movie or anything else is ever going to replace that sound that you hear is you actually hear a, a human being, you know, dying like that, knowing there's nothing you can do about it. It, it sticks with you for a little while, that's for sure. I mean, there's... There's some things that gives, do, you them, gives you them nightmares. It does. It does. And then, like you said, that's all you that's all you smell for days. You know, you can't hardly eat supper or lunch. You smell it. You think about it. it it's a bad deal. Well, you have totally killed the whole mood of the entire audience at this point. They're all sitting. Oh. They're all sitting there depressed, and they put their their snacks down. <laughs> <laughs> or if they're driving to work, they're like, you just 
fucked up that my egg McMuffin. Sandwich, that, that barbecue sandwich ain't good no, no more. No, we're not eating that that old uh, that old barbecue sandwich we just picked up at the local Stop and Rob. Just put it down. <laughs> but I mean, it, that's part of it. I mean, some mean stuff like that. Unfortunately, I mean, it, it's like I said. I try to talk about the funny shit or whatever, but there's a there's well, a lot of but, it that, that's not. But you know, what I mean, that, to me, that's what a lot of people that doesn't work in you know law enforcement or EMS or fire. I mean, they a lot of people just really don't realize what we have to deal with. You know, I mean, everybody wants funny stories, but oh yeah, sometimes well. sometimes there's just not many funny stories. There's a lot of sad stories, but uh, I had to take a good friend of mine to jail the other night, and that was kind of funny. You, you arrested your your friend, and... man. He was he was being a dumbass. He uh he don't even drink. That's the thing, but. Sometimes he has bad migraines, and he took some new pain pills and actually drank, I think, two or three beers, and it sent him into another world. So he's on his motorcycle and didn't realize it was even him at first, but we go to stop him, and he decided he didn't want to stop. He could outrun us. So my partner actually checked in pursuit with him, and I'm like, oh, God, I know he's not running. Surely not. And my partner, I was probably half a mile behind him. I couldn't see him because of the hills on the highway, but I was close to him. I'm like, no, nah, he's going to pull over. He's going to pull over. He's like, uh, dispatch, be advised, speed's at 143 right now. I'm like, shit, he's running. So, yeah, we chased him into another county. And he tried to turn around and head back towards town and he dumped his motorcycle. So it ended the best it could have. Nobody got hurt. And then he realized it was me. He's like, Oh, if I'd have known it was you, I wouldn't have run. I'm like, dude, you have screwed up. He said, do I have to go to jail? I said, yep. Yep. You're going to jail for evading. I mean, he's like, if you are drunk, says, uh, pull over and at least just get the DWI because if, now you got all these other charges on top of it. I'm like, man, he's like, well, can, can I at least ride with you? Will you take me to jail? I said, yep, yeah, yeah. I'll even let you ride in the front. Of course, <laughs> we don't have cages in our units, which I like that. I don't, I don't like cages. I don't like people being behind me. Even if I had a cage, I'd probably still put them in the front seat. I just don't, I don't do well with people behind me. But yeah, yeah, he got to go to jail for evading. So we laughed about that. I talked to him the next day. He was back in his right state of mind and it wasn't alcohol. It was the alcohol mixed with the pain pills. I think most of the pain pills come with the warning label that says do not take these and consume alcohol. Oh yeah, yeah. But he was—he apologized. He apologized about a hundred times and wanted to know if we could still be friends. <laughs> sure, come over. We'll have some bush. <laughs> Lord, just don't drink with him, and you can be friends no, with him. I mean, he's not like a, a best friend. Somebody I hang out with, you know, every weekend, but. He's a pretty well-known acquaintance. He's a he's a real good guy. I mean, he's no criminal history, nothing. He just well used to not have a criminal history. Yeah, I'm, he probably won't after this. I'm sure they'll they'll plea it down to something, <laughs> at least to a misdemeanor, probably. Well, he's lucky he didn't crash at a high rate of speed on that motorcycle and get himself all fucked up. He got real lucky. He did pass a. 18-wheeler on the shoulder, and the 18-wheeler didn't see him coming up behind him. All he could see was our red and blue lights flashing, so his reaction was get on the shoulder, and he went to the shoulder the same time the bike's passing him. So, yes, I mean, I cringe. I'm like, this is it. He's a goner. But he squeaked by, thank God. 
He must have been on one of them crotch rockets. One of them ninjas. No, it was like a Yamaha. It was, I, I forget. I don't know nothing about motorcycles. I've, I've chased a bunch of them. I've, I've caught some and then I've, I know two of them I terminated on my own because it got too dangerous. If you get with a motorcycle, you can stay with them to some degree on a straight road. But if they know the area and they get off of that straight road and get on a windy road, you're done. You might as well give it up or you're going to end up killing yourself. He's saying that reminds me. I pulled over. Pulled over a guy on a Harley one time. I pulled him over and lit him up and he pulled over. And it's like, well, how fast was I going? I said, I got you at 104. And he's like, you'll give me a ticket, right? Like, he was all happy about it. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to give you a ticket. You're lucky I'm not bringing your ass to jail. I said, why in the hell are you so happy to be getting a ticket? He says, because this is the whole bike and my old friends are always picking on me. So I got proof that it'll do over a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> he was happy to get the ticket so he could prove to his friends that his bike would go over a hundred miles an hour on his old Harley he had. You should get you get some of them like that one time. I mean, he was happy as could be that he was getting it's that funny. damn ticket. It's funny you say that because uh, not before last. I stopped a bike and uh, I had him locked in at a hundred. Uh, well, I had him locked in at a hundred and seven, but he was actually he got up to one twenty. So I caught up to him and lit him up. He immediately pulled over. Super nice guy. He was like, "Man, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just cruising." And once again, it was real late at night. There was a few cars on the road, not a lot, but uh, I I actually gave him a warning. I'm like, "Man." You could have probably outran me. I said, but you pulled over immediately. You knew you were speeding. So, I mean, I gave him a warning. But I got behind two crotch rockets one night. It's been several years ago. And they were doing 152. They were cruising. So I got up behind them, and I was in a Dodge Charger. So I get up behind them, and I didn't light them up. Yet, I radioed my one of my partners, who was also in a charger. I'm like, hey, get up here to this intersection. Go ahead and start getting on the big road, because I know as soon as I light them up, they're going to run. So about a mile before where my partner was set up, I lit them up. And they both turned around. They looked at me. One of them shot me the finger. <laughs> so well, here we go. So the lead bike... They were obviously two different models, but the lead bike was faster than the bike that was closest to me. Well, the lead bike, he takes an exit. And I'm like, well, there's there's no way I can hang with him because he had already pulled away ahead of me. So I stayed with the rear bike and we stayed on interstate. Well, we're doing he was I was doing 155. I figured he was probably doing close to 162 165 or something and he takes an exit so i'm like okay okay i'm gonna hang with you for a little bit so he takes the exit we hit this windy road we come into a corner and i mean this dude could ride i mean he knew what he was doing we i know the road pretty well i knew this hard corner was coming up so i'd already started jabbing the brakes he leans down. I mean, his knee's probably two inches off the grab, off the, the asphalt. He takes that corner, I mean, cruising. And I, I knew right then, I'm like, yeah, he can ride. I'm done. <laughs> so I'm terminated. Yeah, I mean, sometimes but, you just got to do that, especially on stuff like that. Yeah. Now, the other night I had another one. Same thing, two bikes. Lit them up. They both turned around, looked at me. They looked at each other. I mean, that's like the universal fuck the popo we're out of here so they looked at each other i'm like yep they're gonna do it boom they nailed it same thing lead bike dude could ride last i seen on radar with him was 184 he was gone i was hitting him same lane the second bike it was an older 
kind of kind of junky looking bike. Well, I floored my unit. He floored his bike, but it started spitting and sputtering. I almost run over him. So I had to slam on my brakes. I'm like, if you're going to go, let's go. So finally he got it, got it going and I'm behind him. It's dark. I'm doing like a hundred and my dash cam said I was doing like 133 when all of a sudden you don't see nothing but smoke. I mean, smoke went everywhere. And I'm like, oh shit, he wrecked. Cause it just, it was instant. So I get on the radio and I'm like, of course everybody knows I'm in pursuit. Everybody's coming. I'm like, major 1050, major 1050. Go ahead and start firing EMS. So I get over in the other lane. And of course, I'm jabbing my brakes, trying to slow down. I don't want to run over him. And that's why I got over in the other lane. I still can't really see nothing. There's just smoke everywhere. Well, I come out of the smoke, and I see the bike probably 200 yards up the road on its side in the shoulder. Hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, where's he at? So I turn around. I got my spotlight. I'm checking the ditches. I'm like, I know he's laying here somewhere. I'm looking, looking, looking. Calvary shows up. They're like, where's he at? I said, I don't know. I said, he wrecked. I don't know where he is. I don't know if he got thrown over the fence. He's in that pasture. I don't know if he's okay and he took off running. I don't know. Well, to make a long story short, come to find out, he didn't wreck the the motor blew up liquid went all over the exhaust all everything and caused all that smoke he actually kept going laid it down up there and took off running oh, okay but we got him uh they both well the one that i that took off running on me he uh went back to prison and that dude on the lead bike he had a blue warrant which was a warrant to go back to prison due to a parole violation but we ended up identifying both of them and got both of them so it all worked out well the ones that you know everybody's like like i don't get mad they want to get away they're gonna get away and when they drive like that their luck's only gonna last so long if you're gonna drive them motorcycles at 100 plus miles an hour your luck is only gonna hold out for so long and when you crash at that time of speed if you survive that's that's a big fucking if if you survive you're probably gonna wish you didn't so yeah and none of us i mean we don't like anybody getting away from us but you know when when i do terminate a pursuit it's in the best interest of everybody. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm the number one person, you know, I, I don't like being beat. I don't like people getting away from me, but it is not worth me killing myself or even them killing themselves or somebody innocent getting ran over and getting killed or hurt. Yep. Yep. Well, Cornholia, we're Cause nine, nine times out of 10, the ones that I have chased, they really had no fucking reason to run. Yeah, I had something like that. I'm like, why are you even running? <laughs> One of the last ones I got into, a guy ran. If he just stopped, he just got a ticket. His vehicle was completely legal, and so was he. No warrants. Just stupid. Man, a, yeah, it's crazy. I had a guy run one night. I checked his speed at 92. It was my last stop. Uh, I had another officer uh, riding with me. A reserve officer and i said we're gonna stop one more and we're gonna go home and it was like 2:45 in the morning pull him over he stops i get out which i notice when i get out he's still on the brakes i'm like i don't i don't like people on the brakes <laughs> so i figure all right lot, i mean most people put it in park yeah well, he wasn't in park I didn't see them reverse lights flicker when he went to park. So I knew he was still in driving on the brakes. So I get out and right as I get to the trunk of the car, he floors it. And it took me a second to process it. I'm like, he's, he's, uh, he's running. I'm like shit. I run back to the car, check in pursuit with him. Man, I chased this dude 
all up and down interstate. He'd exit. He'd go back around through this neighboring town. He'd get back on interstate. He'd exit. I mean, we went round and round and round, finally. And the whole time, as soon as he took off from me from the traffic stop, he turned his headlights off. So he's blacked out the whole time I'm chasing him. He must I'm have, pretty sure. He must have been I'm local sure. to know the roads that well. No, he's from Louisiana. Oh, them damn Louisiana people are crazy. He's one of your damn people. <laughs> he went from Louisiana. He said he went from, come from Louisiana. He took his pregnant girlfriend to Dallas to eat supper. Bullshit. So well, he heard, he, the dope. he heard they had the best Cajun food in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where he threw the dope, but I'm, I'm certain he threw dope somewhere. I just didn't see it. But she was uh, nine months pregnant. We finally got him spiked. Um, an officer in a neighboring department about 15 miles away. He's a, uh, me and him are three for three. He's, he's spiked three for me now. He's a good, good spiker for me. <laughs> <laughs> but we got him spiked and got it to come to an end. And I mean, he, he had a driver's license. He, there was nothing. He didn't have a warrant. Like I said, she's nine months pregnant. So I, I know they went to Dallas and probably picked up some dope. He chunked it somewhere, but, I mean, if he'd have just chilled out and stopped there, I mean, he probably wasn't even going to get a ticket because I don't even write tickets for speed unless it's 100 or above. I mean, I'm lenient on speeders. That's yeah, because you're looking for all that dope. Yeah, and most most people that got dope, and what I call, it, what I call dope is, you know, a PG-1 drug. In Texas, PG-1 is your cocaine, methamphetamine, your heroin, you know, your hard stuff. But most people that's got that, they're not they're not speeding. And if they are, they're doing three or four over just to not look obvious. I mean, when, when I'm looking for dope, I'm not looking for speeders. I'm looking for driving behavior. But, that's what I hear. <laughs> I'm going to interdiction, guys. Well, Cornholio, we are a little bit over an hour in, and I ain't going to go too long. We'll have to get you back on another time. Look, everybody, this man had to drive probably 30, 40 minutes from his house because where he lives at, he don't even have good cell service. So he had to drive and go sit in a parking lot somewhere so he could just do this. So I appreciate it, and uh, we hope he gets some TP for his bunghole. Hey, I just got some while I was in town. See, he did. I am the great Cornholio. <laughs> so, uh, everybody, uh, I'm, I must, I'll say this, uh, Bam has got, she got diagnosed with COVID uh, this past Thursday, and uh, she's doing better, a lot better now. She had to go to the hospital now, but. She had the, the high fever and the severe body aches. She said it's the worst body ache she's ever had. Uh, today she is doing a little bit better. No, for some unpronounced reason, I did not come down with any symptoms. I didn't go get checked because I had no symptoms. I don't know if I had it or not. But I've been taking care of her. So depending on how she feels, which I said right now she seems to be getting better. We should be back Wednesday. Of course, you know, Doc's not going to be here. He's got to uh, learn how to be a leader. And But like I said, hopefully she keeps going the way she's going. Wednesday will be back on. But uh, let's, let's keep her in the thoughts a little bit because, you know, it, it, the COVID, it's, it's, been, it's been kicking her ass pretty good. Uh, so, you know the tot I did. The tot son got diagnosed uh, yesterday. He's got it, so but he's. I think he's he's just running fever and stuff right now. So nothing too major. Just uh, it is spreading around. I ain't gonna lie about it. It's spreading around to people. So y'all just wash your hands and watch yourself. You know, I'm sure you don't want to catch it because uh, I just watched what she's been going through and it hadn't been pleasant. 
So hopefully until uh, hopefully we'll see y'all Wednesday. You got anything you want to say, Mr. Corn? No, I appreciate you letting me come on and visit with you. Uh, always. We'll have you back. All right, so everybody, if uh, first responders, if you want to be a guest, if you have any stories that you want to be uh, want me to read or whatever to me tell out, uh, email me. It's the best way to get in touch with me, email me. As Cornholio can tell you, if you email me, I'm, I, I email you back pretty quickly. Uh, you can go on Facebook and leave a message. I can't guarantee you it's going to be the same exact day. Uh, if I see it, I'll get it. But that is the two best ways to do it, uh, email or go on Facebook Messenger. Uh, like I said, I'm always looking for new guests. Any first responders? I still ain't haven't got my first correctional officer yet. Uh, California was uh, the biggest state this past week. Anybody knows any chips out there? I'd love to interview a California Highway Patrol guy. That would be cool as shit also. So, anyway, just hit me up, and uh, we'll do it. Like I said, Wednesday, uh, I don't know who's going to be uh, the guest host. I'll have somebody helping me out. But uh, remember, uh, watch y'all's backs. Be careful out there, and just smile, because the Iceman could always be behind you. I'm cranking up on the throttle. This is how legends are made.